Hey there, friends. It's Nick. You know, yesterday I was talking about the Habits of a Happy Brain book by Loretta Bruni. And one of the other things I remember about that book, which really, I guess it helped me understand something about <laughs> something about pain. Uh, so the chemical that, I'm, that isn't a happy brain chemical is cortisol, which is the one that sort of tells you that something's wrong. <laughs> and then you look for the thing that is... Um, you look for something that might be causing that feeling, essentially. And when we get a, a sort of a rush of cortisol, we call that sensation fear. When we get like a drip, drip, drip of it, we call that anxiety or maybe sort of stress, that kind of gradual build-up. But one of the things that, yeah, it really kind of resonated with me when I read her book, and I guess this connects with David Eagleman's stuff. I've talked about Eagleman's books before. Brain, the story of you is, you know, fascinating insight. It's where I got this idea, which I use in my work. You know, that the brain lives in its own dark cave, effectively. And everything that comes in from your senses is just electrical signals that it turns into meaning, essentially. It turns into, it's a storyteller. But the story around pain is really interesting because... Essentially, what happens in our lives, because, sorry, back up a bit. In general, in, in nature, the bigger the brain animal has, the more growing up it has to do when it's born. I mean, lizards come out, they come out of their eggs ready to go, basically. They sprint away from, <laughs> sprint away from their egg because if they don't, apparently their parents will eat them. <laughs> Because, because they're not going to survive anyway because they can't run and uh, the parents might as well use the energy to create new offspring that can, that can move a bit quicker. So a lizard is born ready to go, essentially. Human beings at the other end of the scale take years and years and years and that's because our brains are designed in this, well, yeah, we've got our lizard brain, we've got our mammalian brain, uh, and then we've got our cortex on top of all of this stuff. And the cortex is what the thing that allows us to be so flexible and creative and adapt to our you know, surroundings and all that kind of stuff. But it takes time to, to wire it up. And fear is one of those wired responses. So what happens apparently when, when something bad happens? Let's say, for example, that when you're a kid, you put your... You put your hand on a hot stove, let's say, and obviously your brain was immediately flooded by cortisol, you know, because that, that's, that's something we want to stop straight away. And what happens is the, the electrical patterns in your brain that, that create this, this moment of time, they, they last and what happens is when the cortisol floods down, we, we create what Brunin calls a cortisol pathway that, is, that reflects those circumstances. And the reason that matters is because next time we're anywhere near a hot stove, we don't want to get to the stage where we put our hand on it before we remember that it's a bad idea. So what happens is the, the brain creates these kind of learned fear responses or learned stress responses and we stop going we're going near them but but the problem is of course I mean that's that's immensely useful from a survival point of view 
The problem is that it can become... It, it can be mis... Not misused, that's not quite the right word, but, but the example she gives in the, the book is, I think, from what I remember, is there was a girl who was involved in a, a car accident. And before before the accident, she was in a car with all of her friends and they were laughing. And subsequently, the just the sound of laughter, after she recovered from the accident, just the sound of laughter would set off that cortisol pathway. So, you know, this system is, is amazingly flexible and amazingly powerful and amazingly good at keeping us alive. But it also sort of explains why why it's very possible to end up with fears or anxieties or stresses around things that really aren't um, really aren't life-threatening you know and a a lot of the way you know a lot of what was talked about now in terms of stress and the modern world and what have you is that you know we're no longer running from the saber-toothed tiger or the woolly mammoth or something but we're we're potentially running from the the bad review or the you know the criticism from our boss or whatever it you know whatever it might be if you happen to have a boss and um cortisol has a lot to do with that it's one of the reasons why i really recommend that book habits of a happy brain because what bruning does is really talk about the the ways in which you can kind of retrain your brain your sort of pathways and give them i suppose in a sense give them other things to think about and uh yeah really great book that's what i've been thinking about this morning thanks for listening remember that your story means business and if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that i do search online for story.business bye now